evening, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Ten Dead Rats. Yay! Christian. Ten Dead Rats is your uh, weekly dose of Warhammer Fantasy and old school D and D mashup. Um, brought to you by Describe. Uh, Describe.com is a fine purveyor of box text for your adventure creation needs. That's dscryb.com slash wandering. Uh, go there for uh, excellent uh, handcrafted, uh, expertly written uh, box text for anything from spells to characters to locations. And uh, you can use it to create uh, your adventures up front, or you can use it on the fly using their search features. Uh, if, for example, somebody says, I'm casting this new and unusual spell that we've never <laughs> heard of before, type in this spell name, boom, got some nice descriptive text. Go right into your game. That's a very uh, specific example, Paul. That is a very specific <laughs> example. Perhaps, perhaps we'll see uh, more, uh, more of that example in the future. So... Uh, uh, do remember that uh, you can get 10% off any purchase made at their website by using the special code WANDERING. Mm. So thanks to our sponsors, Describe. That is us. <laughs> yeah, Indeed. That, Indeed. Well, Paul, it's not the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, the rest of us are for no discounts anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have one, uh, one other uh, announcement to make, which is next week... I will be streaming our show from a secret, undisclosed location. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, hold on to your butts. Hopefully, everything will just work fine and no one will notice the difference apart from the background behind me being a little different. Um, but you never know. I don't know what the internet's going to be like. So, hopefully it's okay <laughs> and not crazy. I uh, I theorize that Paul has recently been appointed Secretary of Agriculture, and he will be the uh, you know designated survivor of some kind of presidential event, and so he'll be deep in the underground you know bunker in case he becomes yeah. president. Yeah, you're not going to get good Wi-Fi there. That's yeah. yeah, well, it might also be a problem for the rest, great rest of you uh, calling in. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so hopefully everything will be fine. But uh, do um, everyone be prepared, and hopefully, uh, you know, if anything goes awry, uh, my sincere apologies. But doing my best to keep the show running. Does anybody else have uh, any announcements for our uh, lovely viewers before we get going here? No. Okay. Well, um, oh, I guess I'll mention uh, for folks who have not been watching the Sunday talk show Wandering DMs and maybe missed our special guest Luke Gygax last week, uh, check in with us this Sunday for a new special guest. Ethan Gilsdorf is coming. Um, excellent author, researcher, uh, uh, created a TED Talk about, uh, uh, about Dungeons and Dragons, um, uh, wrote the book uh, Fantasy Freaks and Gaming Geeks. Uh, very influential book on uh, geek culture and D&D, &D, and we're going to talk about how the D&D landscape has changed over the last 10 years since that book came out. So check that out. There you go. That's it. That's my spiel. Uh <laughs> Good announcements. Good announcements. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Time, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, so uh, without further ado, let's uh, jump into tonight's episode of 10 Dead Rats.
And we are back. Welcome, everyone. Uh, last week on 10 Dead Rats, uh, what happened? Uh, not much. Uh, party uh, discovered a huge golden dwarf living in a, in a pool of what appeared to be hot blood. Um, <laughs> Hot blood. It was either hot blood or soup. Hot blood is definitely in like 2000s indie rock band album name. There's definitely an album out there named Hot Blood. Yeah. Indigo decided the correct thing to do in this situation was to throw a piece of warp stone into the pool of hot blood, which was retrieved by the giant golden dwarf that lived within. Good attempt. Uh, the group then uh, decided the best thing at that point was then to run, which is perhaps a better instinct. Uh, made their way back to an altar room where they discovered uh, a statue, a hidden statue to dedicated to the chaos god Corn, the blood god. Um, they uh, snatched that up and uh, made their way to the surface and discover themselves in the basement of another one of the unusual signal towers being built all along the uh, river. So, uh, from that vantage point, they were able to see that they were not that far from Kemperbad, and so the group uh, hoofed it on back to Kemperbad, where Indigo had a nice chat with Sighilda, uh, discussing all the horrors that the group had seen, uh, trying to figure out what was best to be done. Sighilda encouraged him to bring his news to the Grand Theogenist, who normally resides in Altdorf, but is currently uh, making a journey to Mindheim, and uh, pledged herself and the Sisters of Sigmar present in Kemperbad to go and deal with the horrible golden dwarf demon living under the signal tower nearby. Um... As Indigo returned to the boat to deliver his news to Mina and Bruno, who happened to be naked for reasons unknown. Um, <laughs> well, I lost all my worldly possession. It makes a lot of sense. Reasons quite known. Mm -hmm. It's also uh, tastefully mm -hmm. shot. So everyone should imagine <laughs> that Bruno always has like a candlestick right crotch level or, yep. you know, classy. he's carrying uh -huh. a sack of something. It's, it's quite yeah. tasteful. Yeah. Hopefully. Just like that bit from Austin Powers, the very clashing and tasteful movie. Actually, I was not thinking of that, but yes, you're right. Um... <laughs> uh... Before we get to that conversation with Indigo and Mina and Bruno, um, what, where was Yeffy? Yeffy had made her way to the estate of Count Orlock and discovered it appeared to be boarded up and was about to perhaps examine it further. So we're going to begin tonight with Yeffy. Yeffy, you stand uh, late at night uh, on the, uh, at, the, at the edge of the Orlock estate, uh, I believe you've had uh, crawl or crept up to one of the windows to peer in through the closed shutters and had seen a dark room with uh, large white sheets covering most of the furniture. Yes, I was going to break in, get in that window. I'm just going to put Bruno's pants that I bought, you know, <laughs> probably in one of my pockets or something, and wrap it around my waist. Excellent. Excellent. Securing, Mine. securing the new pants. Uh, right. You, you try to securing slide, pants. Uh, slide into into the house. Give me an agility test and go ahead and use your contortionist ability. 
I'm sure that will help. I net 20. Nice! Nice! Silent yeah. and supple like an eel, you slide. <laughs> yep, you slide easily into the into the into the inner room. Um, you find yourself in um, what you believe to be the dining room. You remember uh, seeing meals held here. The long dining table uh, is covered in a big white cloth. The sideboard also covered in a big white cloth. Um, and looking around, you can see uh, there's still portraits and such on the wall. Um, but the room does look very uh, more Spartan than you're used to. As you look around, you're, you, you, you expect, perhaps it's just because it's dark and empty, but it does seem maybe a little more empty than you, you would anticipate. Hmm. All right. Well, Effie's going to start poking around. She's uh, going to look. Probably if there's a dresser, you know, just move the sheets off that, see if there's any socks. Okay. Or jewelry. Okay. To steal. Well, again, in, in in the dining room, you you figure the best place actually is to go poke into that sideboard, see if the silver's there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. If you 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 creep over um, towards the towards the um, creep over towards the sideboard. It's right next to a, a fairly large fireplace, um, which is which is quite cold, and you can see has been swept clean. There there are no logs placed in it. There's no ash in the base of it. Um, and next to it is a side you pull you pull the sheet from the sideboard aside and you gently pull out the the drawer to make no sound and you can see all of the divots where one would place the silver but it is bare there's no silver here hmm. either someone looted this place before me and put everything back nicely or he's moved on huh all right well, I guess it's time to see if there's anything in the bedrooms because I'm <laughs> excellent. Yeah, but you begin to pad about the estate, searching for any um, any clues as to what may have happened. Why don't you just give me uh, an intelligence test as you search about the house? Oh yeah, uh, and there's that cool library. Oh, that sucks. I ain't rolled a five. Okay. So you spend a good chunk of time creeping through the house. And um, basically, it, room after room, it's the same story. It looks like many things were removed, uh, especially valuables don't seem to be present. All of the furniture has been covered up. Um, and, and really, all, like only the large things have been left behind, the unmovable things. And in general, you, you notice a lot of places where you would expect... Um, for example, in one in in Orlok's in the master bedroom, as you go over to this, um, to the to the vanity, you would expect to find small cases of of uh, toiletries and and uh, maybe his brushes and etc. And you can even see little spots on the velvet lining on the top where clearly other boxes and and jars and such would have been kept uh, and have left their mark from being kept there for some time, but have clearly been taken away. Um. Takes you several hours picking through the house, but um, you're fairly certain at this point that it was thoroughly packed up, and that no one is here but you, and that uh, any valuables have been either really well hidden or taken with them uh, in their departure. Um, you do, however, eventually discover in the library, which uh, uh, or the small study that where you remember. Uh, some some uh, 
confrontations yes. happening. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, poking through there, you can see the, the books are still in place. Um, oh. the, the, you rifle through the drawers of the desk, and um, while there's things like paper and ink and such in there, uh, you're not finding any 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 notes or anything interesting like that. But you do find the um, in the fireplace. Actually, you find a crumpled up piece of paper hucked in the back. Uh, that looks like it was tossed in there as if someone was, you know, chucking it in there to get burned up and not realizing that, of course, that the fire, that the logs, like every other fireplace, it's been swept clean. There's no logs. There's no ash. And oh. so this balled up piece of paper is just kind of sitting back there on the, on the grate. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go get that. So someone just threw it back here because they thought it was going to burn but didn't realize there was no fire. That's what it looked. That's your guess. Because it's, Ooh, cause it's just sitting back Smart there. Person. It's just stuck back there. Like maybe <laughs> perhaps someone who is used to being able to just chuck things back in there and have them vanish uh, failed to uh, realize that, that there was no fire to consume whatever it was well, they were throwing I'll take back them. then. Okay, I'll Excellent. Take that. Excellent. Um, so uh, I'm going to chuck this into our Ooh. handouts folder for you. Um, bear with me just a second here. I had it a moment ago. And of course now, I can't find it. Um, Ooh, Yeffy's first reading uh, experience. Exciting. <laughs> okay, if you look in the handouts folder, there is something, there's a PDF labeled um, letter from Manfred to Orlock. And I'll just get that uh, up Ooh. on our screens as well. Maybe you can, uh, you, I guess you could possibly read it off your screen, maybe, or take a look in the handouts folder, whatever's easier for you. What's it called again? Letter from Manfred to Orlock. Yeah, I got refresh. Sorry. No, not a problem. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm still looking for there, it. Sorry, there's there's some there's ah. some questions in the chat as to can Yeffy read, and in fact, uh, we <laughs> very recently, uh, <laughs> due to having uh, bought the book Pig Goes to Market, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeffy has been carefully studying and was able to purchase the advance to uh, to be able to read and write. So yes, technically Yeffy can yes. read at this point. <gasps> So, but I'm having trouble finding skills. the actual. Oh dear. The actual handout. That's okay. I will try to read um, it from here. Can you read it? If not, That's I will read it for you. Um. Uh, do you want me to do it in the FU's voice too? Because I burst down on you. The news of this meeting. Uh, off. Alexor. It's troubling. Oh man. Okay. All this our treasures. Concur that Carl Franz, uh oh, that's not good, is much too feeble to horror such a gad gathering. Is he being manipulated by other forces? Will he abdicate to the prince? And why does the theologist move? North to Mindenheim, oh god, Mindenheim. At such a time. I figured everyone got sick of the FE reading. I can just keep doing it, but this is a long way, folks. What mag. Just skip it. Just skip the FE. Does he work with 
fraud breaker? I'm just taking the la- I'm taking it back. I'll just take it back. Right <laughs> there are too many answered questions. Oh my god. <laughs> Anderson readies for the journey to Elfdorf. It is therefore at last time for you to return home. Though your homecoming will be of a short duration, you must join the Sterling Regin Regin? Is that what this says? Retinue. Okay, anyway. Retinue, retinue. Sorry. God. It's like yeah. And instantiate yourself as advisor to the Graf. Did I read that right, Graf? Graf. What is it? A hard A or a light A? That's what Piggy the Market taught me. Aldrich is still yet quite young for a graf. You should find him easy enough to. Um, yeah, I'll just leave that one to too. That's a long word. Oh, that's another name that I can't say. We'll travel. It's an A name. Are yet? Are yet? Are yet? Sure. Maybe it's France. I don't think France exists, but that's okay. We'll travel to Mittenheim to learn more of the conspiracy of Trodbringer. Ooh, I can't wait to read that book. And the cult of Sigmar called it. Wait a second. That's, isn't that Indigo's God? Is he in a cult? Oh, oh, we're going to have to tell him about that. She is near there now, isn't it? And can perhaps bring a bit more subtlety to that effort. Than that of which you are. That's a long sentence. That's very. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe you're not capable of doing that because you're always talking about sex or whatever. She will return to Altdorf in time for the meeting, and you may consult with her there when you arrive with a Sterling. That word again. Make it. Make haste. In case Bartholomew, <laughs> that's the name is Bart. It's <laughs> uh, so more urgent every day. Manfred, I'm taking this with me. I'm putting it in my pocket. That was a hard that, one. If anybody that wants attempt to real coordinate English, was excellent. That it was beautiful. Coordinate, coordinate. That, yeah. Now, Yeffy, you you may recall. I don't know if you're carrying this or if, if you've given it to Bruno, but you have a, a letter addressed to my dearest Deborah, uh, which was signed Lord Bartholomew Ruprecht Orlock yes. the Third. So you definitely recognize that name. Yes, I do remember it's, his name is Bartholomew. Just Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. I can make fun of it. Yes. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. I'll have you put in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, she might just like look around and see if she sees anyone else's earrings. She doesn't find the earrings. She'll uh, she'll head out and she'll come back with Excellent. the pants. And throw them at Bruno. Thank God. <sighs> Meanwhile, Got back in the ship, uh, unfortunately, this takes, takes Yeffy quite some time. So she spends several hours poking through. Uh, so it's actually well, it's actually past midnight by the time Yeffy finally makes it back to the boat. Um, uh, at the boat, uh, I believe Indigo had recently returned from uh, chatting with uh, Sigilda. And was talking to Mina and Bruno. I don't know if you three have more to discuss. Uh, right. Well, doesn't seem like we have a choice. <laughs> Why Middenheim? It's so cold. Bruno's doing some squats while he has this conversation too. Just getting some calisthenics here. Uh, uh, some lunges. Like- <laughs> 
<laughs> couple my hand of, up couple and of ballet yeah. bar work, you know. Don't. <laughs> Why does it have to be Middenheim? I guess there's an important meeting there, which is why everybody is there now. I mean, the head of the Church of Sigmar is there, then it's got to be important. So, so Sigmar is going to take care of the thing that you gave a bunch of warp stone to. The thing well, that I at accidentally the time, gave it was a hard, bunch of It was hard to, to know. I don't think information was available at the time to know that that was the worst possible thing to do. I didn't know so. there was a pool of blood, all right? I thought it was <laughs> yes, a pool absolutely. of And we've all blood. learned a lesson, which is don't throw warp stone in unidentified pools of blood Yes. in the future, which is fine. You know, you live and you learn. Purging chaos thing, so there's some baby steps. <clears throat> Do we want to? Anyway, do we want to talk yes. about how Yeffy wanted to, you know, drink the blood? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I really wanted thing. to. There are those other dead dwarves. I just the guy looked like a dwarf, like a hot dwarf, like a big, like a big dwarf. So I, I just assume. Like, a, I mean, he was warm because he was made of lava or something, or blood. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't yeah. know about hot. Yeah. This is a lot of I mean, he was a monster. It was a monster. Okay, it was a kid. Solid it was a demon. Gold. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, was, that's not that's not attractive. <laughs> I think it's yeah, pretty attractive. Yeah. I like you know the horse. Yeah. <laughs> you say this as you're like doing calisthenics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, I dropped something. Let me just pick that up real quick. Uh, <laughs> just leave it. Uh, yeah, well, it was just a little disturbing. Her intense desire to drink molten blood. I feel like that's uh, something to know. I, mean, I and now she's gone. It, she's allowed to do her own thing. She's getting new pants. Is she? As long as she doesn't know. bring Orlock back here, it's probably fine. Is, he probably has some extra it? pants, though. Probably halfling that's size, good. though. I can always roll up the uh, roll up the cuffs. <laughs> That's what all the young halflings are doing these days. Uh, <laughs> think Literally, my suspicion. <laughs> so my suspicion is that because Orlock is a vampire, and vampires drink blood, right? And Yeffy was ensorcelled by Orlock. That. Corn, being the god of blood, has some sort of indirect third-party control over that, and that's why the blood was so tempting. Not that Yeffy is a vampire or a blood worshiper or something like that. Uh, I, it sounds like she's ensorcelled by one. I yeah, but we knew assume... that. Okay, Who's we? Thanks for letting me what, in on ensorcelled the... Ensorcelled by Warlock. We knew that, right? I thought that was common knowledge. I thought she said like a crush on a, on a guy. What, she, oh, he did. Oh, what, Orlock. Right? No, I don't think. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's vampire. That's what vampires do. They they look at you and they go, and then and then you follow them around. Why didn't you uh, look I've at the never... rest of us? He doesn't think we're attractive or something. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bruno's doing a big cat stretch. And he's like, what? <laughs> Ridiculous. As, as, uh. as, as Bruno comes right into the foreground with his big stretch and you're finally about to see everything, <laughs> Yeffy appears on the boat. I brought pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeffy. <laughs> Oh, that's nice, because it was getting a little chilly on here, honestly. Yeah. Alright, I'll put these on later. Save them for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, you should put them on now. On now, it's cold. It's very cold. Just put them on now. Oh, oh, I see. oh, it is cold. I see, I see. Yes, okay, I'll put them on. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah. Where were you? I uh, uh I took a detour. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Drinking I found blood? I found this what? Nothing, nothing. What? No, I I I, I well I found this really weird letter near the Orlack Estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Near. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of like is inside. it right by the pants <laughs> store? Yeah. Yeah, it's near the pants store. Hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. What's, the, uh-huh. what's the letter say? Uh-huh. Anything interesting? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then we had to read the letter again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Completely bare oh. of stuff. It was all gone. No silverware, no jewelry. Look at how disappointed I am. So many photographs. I mean, like photographs, but like portraits. But yeah, I was gonna cut up those because I did that last time, and it's kind of weird. I keep carrying that around. But yeah, uh, you know, oh. nothing. I mean, there's bed sheets, but I wasn't gonna steal those. Oh, you're reading. Sorry, sorry, you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these people? Do any of these people sound familiar to us? I mean, other than Carl Franz. Yeah, Carl Franz is the emperor. There you go. Yep, Carl Franz is the name of the emperor. Yep, and the theogenist is the grand theogenist we're supposed to see in Midnight. Right? Okay. Is is I think we know isn't Toadbringer the theologist? Toddbringer. Toddbringer. You've heard you've heard the name Toddbringer. I think possibly once before. Uh, He is the Graf of Midnight. Graf being a a nobility or lord uh, title. Okay. Huh. But we don't know how Danderson or Ariette. True. But we've um, heard Manfred from Orlock last night. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Andy. Oh, I, I was just asking if we know who the Sterland retinue was. Like You've heard of Sterland for sure because uh, if, it's another... uh, if you look at your map Anything. of the Empire, it is one of the Grand Provinces. Uh, we are currently in Reichland. Uh, the whole campaign so far has been in Reichland, which you see down there towards the south. Um, mm-hmm. where the major rivers uh, converge, you can sort of see Altdorf. And um, can I can I pick out uh, Kemperbad on there? It's on there somewhere. Um, yeah. We're and then so you can see you can see Empire. you can see Sterling right. there to the um, <laughs> to the northeast. Right. Um, and uh, if you follow the road north from Altdorf up into Midlands, uh, all the way at the north end of the Midlands, you can find Midheim. 
so, yeah, and if you look all the way on the far left side of this map, you will see Marienburg, which is where our campaign started. If you remember, way wow. back when. Wow. Yeah. That was a while ago. That was a that was a while ago. It was indeed. So we that's... know what the elector counts are, right? Yes. Is that, I don't know if that's common knowledge for a member it, of the empire. Yes, as as a as a okay. as a member of the empire, you are aware of the concept of elector counts. That there are counts of each of the provinces uh, who actually elect the emperor. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, and but they typically. Like elect the, the the it's typically like his son or whatever, and that's you're what not sure. Is. I mean, it seems like like mm. you know not not really uh, not being of the nobility or really understanding exactly how uh, uh, higher level politics work in this area. You you you're you expect some level of dynasty there of like the son should become the new emperor, but there are elector counts and there's like an election or something. You're not really sure how it works. Huh. Yeah, that's not Do right. we know? Do we know if Karl Franz's dad was the previous emperor? Uh, yes, he was. He was, okay. He was. Oh, hey, Mootlin, that's where Bruno's from. There you go. Oh, look at it way over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good point. Let's see. If Bruno is from Mootland, then he surely had to go through Sterland to get down to Reichland at some point in his life. Um, so you may then, Bruno, recognize the name, um, Hopt Anderson as being the, the family name of the ruling nobility of Sterland. Sterland, oh, okay, okay. That is the, that is the family oh. name. Interesting. Oh, and they're so, all gonna meet up in Altdorf? To name a different emperor, I assume. Because this one's they're crazy or whatever, or a mutant. Oh, that's the, oh, they should be friends, right? Yeah. Huh. Wow. We should not be involved we, in that. We don't know who Alberic is, though, right? I think, is Alberic the same is? as Hopt Anderson? He must be. Hopt Anderson is definitely the surname of the, right. of the ruling um, oh, nobility of, of Sterland. Graf yeah. of Sterland. Oh, they're so going to vote with the kids a mutant, a mutant. They're gonna vote yeah. for the mutant. They're well, gonna vote against the mutant king. Well, that's the Not last that. thing that can happen. All right, because the king Wait. leadership has been so good so far. Have you not read There's my gonna... treaties? Hang on a second. <laughs> I have a copy here somewhere. Have you not read? Gonna... Who's gonna vote for the mutant king? Okay, the, so the... it looks like. There's a bunch of people who are going to vote for the new emperor, and Bruno mm. thinks they're going to vote for the mutant king to be king, but I don't know that they're going to vote for him. And also, who cares? The monarchy well, is but terrible. Not, but not Orlock. But not Orlock, right? Because, like, Orlock no, Orlock, Orlock is supposed to insinuate himself as an advisor to the Graf, which must be the Graf of Strikeland. Sterling. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Soft day grab. Okay. Um, and influence him to do whatever Bartholomew and Manfred want. Do we know who Manfred is? Oh, uh, he's like Orlok's vampire boss. Oh, uh, cool. So some of you may know 
uh, or have heard from uh, rumor uh, or just know by reputation that in uh, the farthest end of Sterland is the land of Sylvania, which is known to be controlled by vampires <laughs> and is a terrible, horrible place that no one should ever visit. Oh, is that our next location? Yeah. <laughs> or- Orlock, Orlock, last time we talked to Orlock, he told us about Manfred, I think. Cause he, oh, because he wanted Yeffy to be one of his vampires. Huh? And go talk to Manfred. What? About oh, yeah. being a vampire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. hot blood. Blood. Is anyone else concerned about this cult? Which I'm concerned cult? about Which a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long list of concerns here. There's a lot of concern here. Okay, so where does uh, this lead us to go? What are we doing? So, what I think this means, and I don't think it leads us anywhere because we have agency. But like, where do we, what are we doing? This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says that we should go to Bretonia. It's so weird. Yeah, I, what it sounds like. <laughs> So what we've heard, and this is, I don't know, maybe this is divine, just my brain is in a haze, because it's very, very tired, and I had a divine revelation recently, right? So That's true. Yeah, I, I could be going crazy, but it sure sounds like the vampires, with Orlock and Manfred and all those folks, and the Wittgensteins, with whatever her name was, is mutant claw-handed brother are all going to Middenheim to influence whatever this discussion is that involves the Grand Theogenist about the succession of the Emperor. The Emperor. Like, the Emperor Emperor. And it is probably our moral imperative to find out what they're doing and do the opposite. Right? Right? That's a big big philosophical question. That's... If there's one thing I do know, around this time of year, it's great, uh, great season to be in the moot. We do goat harvesting. Uh, there's a mm. lot of goat-related festivals, pie eating. If anybody wanted, say, a six-month-long vacation. Um, I mean, I do like pie. The pie is great. You can meet the whole the whole fine bottom clan or Bretonia also nice this time of year. I don't speak <laughs> Bretonian. No, I sure don't. have a civic duty to the Empire to stop whatever is afoot. Right? See yeah. Yeffy and I are kind of from our own sort of, you know, racial uh Clans and Mina's an elf, so who knows what? You- oh no, you're a human. Sorry, Mina's a yeah. So like, I don't. It's like it's not like a like a microaggression, but it's something. It's certainly something that you keep bringing up. <laughs> you're just all so tall. I look. Indigo might be an elf too. I don't know. You know. Look, I can't keep track. Indigo's of these definitely things. not an elf. You think I'm an elf? Well, I've seen him grow old. Out. So no, yeah. You should have seen him Ooh. back in the day. Lines have been drawn. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, like, if Look, an elf... Like... <laughs> I just like to think that if, like, an elf joined the party, we would try and be, you know, like, kind to them. Yeah, uh, okay. So... No, I don't yeah. think so. Right, okay. Okay. Mina, Yeah, right here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yuffie's <laughs> right here. She can hear you <laughs> when you say things I, I, like that. I, 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 okay, fine. I'm sorry. By the way, I'm partying with the Nalphas with earplugs. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, look. Maybe we should sleep on this. Mina needs to go over a copy of my trees on mutation since she's clearly ill-informed. I'm gonna uh, read it. But I'm gonna redline it. So. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah. Look, hang on a second. Let me just rummage through my stuff here. Here is the last excellent copy since I lost the entirety of my worldly possessions. So you take a you take a gander on this. It's a very rough bundle of papers with a lot of, uh, you know, uh, writing on it. The front cover has like the big uh, title imprint <laughs> of uh, what's the what's the title of it, Bruno? It, it yeah, I should have remembered yeah, this. Yeah, it's okay. like uh, mutation and its uh, and its horrors and uh, and, and ill effects or right. something. And then it says bye, and like there's like three names that have been like scratched out. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know which name it actually says on the yeah, bottom at this I, point. At this, it does say Bruno Finebottom, but really scrawled, and clearly the the biggest name is Indigo Halberstein. <laughs> like in the midst of a bundle of papers is what's clearly a totally separate writing that's just Bruno's personal notes, uh, or like his life is his life story. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's some marginalia where there's like little hearts where it says like Bruno plus uh, Elvira, <laughs> Elvira, and then that's like scratched out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this has been read by doctors. <laughs> cool. Okay. Great. Great. Anyway, after reading I, I... that, you should know why a mutant emperor is the worst possible thing we could have. Okay, I'll report back after we have a long rest and let you know what I think. Okay, and and with that, now in the wee hours of the morning, the group finally returns to their hammocks, and perhaps perhaps even some of this conversation is being had from the hammocks <laughs> as you try to fall asleep. <laughs> oh, <No>, read this. Go to sleep. So the the one thing I want to check as what is in our ship right now. My my last notes on it are that we have zero gold and twenty casks of wine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we resolve that though. She's supposed to sell them at this town, I think. Renat was going to sell them here. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I believe so. I hope she, she wasn't should... going to sell them in <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what are I... we going to tell Renat? I hope she wasn't going to sell them in Altdorf. We're going to tell her to buy something that sells well in Middenheim, apparently. Um, let me let me take a look here and see what... Uh, there we go. Just looking for some price lists here. So you're currently in Kemperbad, and you, ha- you were transporting wine. Uh, previously, you had been, what, in Altdorf? Did you come south? Yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Um, because I think yeah. we bought the wine in Altdorf. Yeah, yeah, we were back and forth thing. Um, so, uh, what you okay? So what you discover, um, come morning perhaps. Uh, uh, 
Bruno, as you as you wake and go to poke through the hold, you can see it's full of wine barrels. So we don't have any money at the moment. Well, I don't. I, I have some. You don't have any money? No. Not I on still the have money. Oh, not? Yeah. We, we got some money. The ship's coffers are, you know, dry. Hmm. Okay. So eventually, uh, each of you rouses in the morning, uh, Bruno having gotten up a little early to go poke through the hold. Uh, Bruno, you return to the um, uh, the one room, uh, the one other room uh, in, that is enclosed. So there's there's a, like a bunk room that has a bunch of, of uh, um, <clears throat> hammocks where everyone was sleeping. And then just on the other side, there's a small room with like a little a little table and a couple of stools that are used for meals and whatnot. And you can see that Mina and Yeffi and Indigo are all kind of gathered around the the, the table, as well as Renat, uh, and they're 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 eating some some gruel. How's the gruel this morning, everybody? Mm. <laughs> That's good. That's nothing, nothing perks you up better in the morning than a nice whole gruel. So I noticed that we have. A bunch of wine in the hold instead of money. Mm. Oh, yes, that that is that is so. That the, the I could not get a good price for it. I'm afraid uh, if I sell it here, it will be at loss. Mm. Uh. That seems bad. Do do you think they like wine in Middenheim? In I mean, I suppose so. Middenheim, that is quite far from here. That is far to the north. Um, yeah, it is. It is, also, isn't it? <sighs> it is also, unfortunately, landlocked. What? It is no river there. <laughs> we forgot to look at a map. Huh. What's the closest we can yeah, get let us, by Let boat. us take a look here <laughs> yeah. at the map. And we will take a, we'll take a peek. She rolls it out. As you can see... Um, I mean, the, the, the Delb goes as far as Delbers, but um, but then you would have to take a coach to Midnheim if you wished to go to Midnheim. Oh, the cost, I'm sure, to load all these barrels onto, onto you would have to hire many wagons. It would, it would not be worth it. If this, I would say you should, um, oh, I wonder, maybe you could get a good price for it in Delbers, perhaps. I've not traded this far. I'm not not uh, honestly. I've only traded within Reglands, so I don't know the towns in Midlands. Min <clears throat> yeah, it seems like our um, personal uh, private business, uh, uh, independent <laughs> ventures, are mm. bringing us to Middenheim. Oh my! Uh, that is very oh. far. Do we have uh -huh. to? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I do. I got, I'm not carrying this thing in my pocket for any longer than I have to. And if I have to go and give it to the Theogenist, then that's what I'm going to do, Bruno. <laughs> what thing? You know. Oh, oh my gosh. The thing. Um, so should we get carriages and go that way and just go up a little ways and then another carriage? Yeah. We may as well take the ship to Delbers if we can. How? 
how much of a loss would it be to unload here? Because it might be smart to have money before we get there. Hmm, let me take a look. How many barrels do we have? Um, I'll take a look. Um, uh, 19 casks I am seeing on the, on the uh, list here. Um, <clears throat> current prices in um, here in Camperbad. <clears throat> I could get maybe a little over a hundred carls for it, hundred and ten maybe, hundred and fifteen perhaps. Well, it's not my money, so it's not my decision. Okay. <laughs> Let's just take a risk and sell it in the newfound land, and then we can find some exotic stuff and sell that. And then we're not going to have the experience of going to that place and selling there and figuring out what's hot. And then that opens up your whole portfolio of awesome merchandise that you can afford and whatever you want to do with it. And then we can at least drink one of those casks of wine because darn it, this is a long trip. <laughs> And we just went to a castle that had weird stuff in it that I haven't had any. I've been sober now for too long. And that stopped. Well, you've been conscious. Let's just, yes, okay. Well, let's sell the wine is all I'm saying. In the other place. What was it called? Delvers. 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 Sounds like a great place for a transaction. Right? Yeah. Take a risk. Yeah. yeah. Can we uh, can we huddle up here? You know, kind of core team members. Yeah. Okay. Sure. We're not I suppose right this means you want me to go and ready the ship for departure. I, I see. I, that is fine. Oh, In a nice way. Thank you for not. not. We respect you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not leaves the room. Goes to uh, busy herself about the boat. Do we even want to take the boat? Like. Is it better to go on foot or by coach? It's Which so way far. would be faster? It's so far. What if we don't go and they just have a mutant emperor? What did you think of the... Oh, hey, what did you think of the treaties, Nina? It was good, right? Uh, so I had some notes. Actually, out of character, how good is it? It's, uh, well... Um, so it's long, so I'm going to say that mm-hmm. you've barely skimmed it at this point, given that you were looking at it for the first time in the wee hours of the morning just last night. Yeah. So yeah. You've, you've kind of just paged, uh, just skimmed through it. Um, it's a little rambly. Uh, it's a little disorganized, but uh, but it seems accurate. There's certainly, there, there were some diagrams of um, dissections and whatnot, and some discussion yeah about um you know the actual physical manifestation of mutation in humans which which seemed reasonably scientific and accurate was there anything about like chaos magic and how that's involved with that or just no. straight i think that's I beyond, think it's, uh, no. uh, yeah no. yeah it's fairly yeah it's, if, it's I'm, fairly, if i'm yeah. giving bruno credit his one benefit here is that he saw a lot of actual mutant bodies uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the, the part where it gets into the actual physicality of the the effects of mutation and the the the, the changes it has, makes on physical forms seems actually pretty pretty good pretty well researched. You know, Bruno, I haven't read the whole thing, but um, like I, ha- I have some notes. I, I'm I'm not like you know I read a lot, so I, I just some thoughts like some paragraphs that are like a bit like rambling. Constructive compliment, I think sure. Yeah. 
I, well, I thought the heart of it was really interesting. Actually, I don't know very much about about um, about uh, 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 surgery and stuff, but I really liked. Well, like this part over here, and I'm just gonna page through it in front of Bruno. <laughs> I thought this was really really interesting. How you you sort of compared these two bodies? Um, I, I mean, you're probably well, I did the have only both the bodies at the time. Oh well, yeah. I mean, still like having them right next to each other. I feel like it makes things like really clear for a layperson like me, which I thought was really cool. Oh, nice. I mean, yeah, see. Most people don't yeah. have the benefit of getting their hands dirty. Yeah. Bruno's very dirty, unclothed upper body. <laughs> you want like a shirt? I was thinking yeah, of going just the cuffed you. pants here. I think it's a good look. Oh, With pants yeah, way you know. rolled up, no shoes, nothing else, just pants. Kind of it's simple. Kind of You're like the mid-mutton. It's mid very cold. I, yeah. I know it's cold. I know it's cold. <laughs> They dragged me through. They thought it was funny that the snow was higher than I was, and so they kept tossing me into it, and then I would disappear and be super cold. Indigo. I'm sorry. It sounds really tough oh, for you. Oh, it was very funny. It was, it was really funny. funny. Oh, we can do it again. Oh, I hope it's no. snowing. <laughs> what if I made him invisible, and then we just chucked him, and then you just no, stopped him? That's much less funny. Hang on a second. That makes it much worse. Damn it! Okay. There are wolves in the snow. They could have eaten me. In the snow? Anyway. That doesn't seem right. I think we should keep the boat. I mean, we could also just give it to Renat, yes. I'll just give it to Renat. Or do like, we once sail? We get to Danvers, and then we give her the boat. And then we take a carriage up to Mannheim and freeze our turkeys off. Oh. All right. We don't want the boat to come back to, though. It just seems like a lot to ask for not to wait in the cold Middenland for God knows we're, how long. We're probably going to be in Middenheim for a while. Presumably, we'll come back. You know, by the time we resolve this, we're going to be like favored, you know, members of of society we're gonna save the empire from electing a mutant prince as their new emperor you know and then they'll all read my treaty and they'll be like that's right that would have been really bad mm. i mean that's, that's been our point. record so far yeah yeah I either Lots of that people will like happen us. or we'll get but, banned from the empire so hmm. a, lot a lot of people lot of don't like happen. us actually that's an interesting i don't think point. anybody likes us no one likes us. I don't even think we're not likes us anymore. <laughs> Sergey, I guess we kind of exiled him to Kislev. Okay. The cult yeah. that hmm, the cult that Casper's Casper Ligron's part of, and the cult that hates that cult, both hate us. Yeah. Well, Sig Sigmar likes us, or Indigo. Sigmar, yeah, Sigmar. likes Indigo. That's cool. He's a so, we probably can't go back to Bogenhofen ever again. Let's take the boat. Yeah, we, we did destroy society that. there. Kind of had that demon thing, and we killed a bunch of powerful people. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Hit that doctor boat. with a rock. We should give her not the boat, because ultimately, people know us for that boat, and certain people might try to find us using the boat. 
That's a good point. That's a very good point. <clears throat> you should give her not the boat. Should we warn her not that she might also want to hire some guards? Maybe yeah. she should paint well, the boat. Maybe put another sail yeah. on it, make it look a little different, yeah. rename yeah. it yeah. something yeah. her own, yeah. make it her own boat. Yeah. 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 Once we get to, to Delver's, though, we can tell her all that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We um, just don't great. stop I'm the door on the way. Uh, yes. I'm gonna stop my yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna crack open some wine. Anybody want some? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's it? Nine thirty a.m. Yeah. 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 Before we go, um, I think I would like to go back into the city and see if I can find someone who knows anything about Delvers at all. Mm-hmm. If that's like sure. a enough town that sure. Um, like a travel agency. Like Venus shows up and is like, "Hi, what packages do you have?" Okay. I throw her out. So, so Mina heads back up the lifts up into up into Kemperbad uh, to take care of some business. Uh, Yeffy is cracking open uh, a, a, one of the nineteen casks of wine. Uh, everybody's uh, everybody's having having some wine. Uh, Renat grumbles as she moves about the about the boat, generally preparing it for she assumes for departure at some point. She has no idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mina, you oh, make nice. your way you make your way up into up into town, um, and you just um, you're just going to like a, a tavern or something just to talk just to just to socialize with folks to try and find somebody who knows or like what what kind of source are you looking for? I think she's gonna go to like a bookstore. Okay. Um, just to a see if they've got anything interesting, and on the assumption that those would be the people who are like the most well. I don't think she would realize that like sailors or whatever. I think she would just go to the bookstore, okay, and see if they had any information for her. So, like a like a like a traveler's guide. Mm-hmm. So so you, you, you um unlike unlike modern bookstores of course <laughs> in this era um, in this era much less common much less common not a lot of people can read uh, so so you find yourself kind of strolling through the marketplace and eventually uh finding a a um a scribe's shop uh, which is really more what he's doing is preparing documents, important documents for for people, uh, wills and etc. And he maybe has a small pile of books that that he can show and um, you know possibly trade. But it's it's more of a side business than like a you know yeah I have this whole shop full of books. Uh, why don't there. you go ahead and roll me a fellowship test? Oh, I'm very bad at that. Hmm? Um, that's a twelve. <laughs> twelve, excellent. Um, so, uh, let's see here. Um, you meet uh, a, a a shriveled old man by the name of Audric Tolson, uh, who uh, you, you say, oh, you want you, you. At first, he's some confusion if you want a, a a will drawn up or some such, and you you start talking about books, and he's and he's oh, I have a few, a small selection, and he starts kind of bringing up. I could I could be I could possibly maybe I suppose part with this one for for just five carols. It is an overview 
of the of the provinces of the empire, and it speaks of of uh, it is a, is a travel log of sorts. But the the uh, author uh, visited uh, made a point to visit the capital cities of every province uh, in the empire. Oh, um, that sounds really interesting. Mm. Uh, you don't do you have any like I don't know like what what else do you have around? Like maybe I could grab a couple, like do a little bundle or something. Oh, oh, let's see. What else do I have? Uh, I have, uh, I have uh, this, uh, this, this novel. Uh, it is a lighter fare. It is, um, it is titled, Aren't You Little Short for a Night Panther? It's about a halfling who poses as one of the night panther and falls in love with a great lady, and their romance blossoms. Uh, and in, yes, it is. It is quite popular uh, amongst amongst the nobility. I assure you. They, they yes, yes. Uh, oh, it's popular among the. It's, and there are certain passages which. Mm, are quite good. You'll find. Wow. <laughs> you can see here. Oh, I've underlined no. them. <laughs> well, I wish you. I wish you had uh, them. <laughs> this one's um, used. Like you've underlined it already. Maybe yes. I could take. Oh, both. these pages are oh, stuck together. Hang on. Like, oh, oh God. No. Oh no. It's fine. I know. It's oh, not. I'll give. No. I'll give you the pair. I'll give you the pair of books for 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 seven carls. For five, for five. Oh, mm. Mm, I mean, I mean, the the travelogue is worth five. How about six carls? The pages are stuck, <laughs> stuck together. Five and ten, then. five and ten. That's fine. I can do that. <laughs> Very good. I can do that. Okay, pleasure. Oh, man. Um, pleasure. <laughs> and, um. Flipping through the travelogue, uh, you do find some some notes on Delbers, um, which uh, interestingly is uh, called out as um, a. Let's see, what I can give you a little little info on Delbers here. Hang on. Um, uh, so it is uh, on the on the River Delb, uh, about halfway between Midnheim and Altdorf. Uh, it is a prosperous mercantile community. Uh, known for producing quality wines, and uh, Damn it. does a, does a <laughs> stiff trade in 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 wines up and up and down and across the across the empire. Um, it is uh, a chartered free town, um, but uh, owes taxes to the uh, to the Toddbringer family, uh, which controls the rest of Midnight. For its for its right to rule. <laughs> Great. Well, this was <laughs> worth the money, <gasps> and I will be reading the other book. Thank you. Excellent. Anybody else? Um... Just taking a day, taking a day, a little, a little. Uh... Do, we, do we have anything we want to do here? Indigo will uh, buy some warm clothes. Very good. Mm, those, smart. those you can easily buy. Yeah. Great. Some warm clothes. Get some provisions for the ship. Oh, I still have money. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, you can you can get a, a nice set of of winter warm winter clothing for a Carl, no problem. I have some things I want to sell, actually. Hmm. Oh. I have some jewelry from Wittgenstein Castle. Oh. That, that I have forgotten yeah. about until just this moment. Uh, I have a gold choker, ruby earrings, and silver diadem. Excellent. That's stolen Excellent. from Wittgenstein's uh, personal jewelry uh, nice. cabinet. I'm gonna try to that was those were previously owned by Marguerite, I would assume. Yeah. So let's find Marguerite's stash. Probably nobody would recognize. She, she doesn't need them anymore. It's fine. <laughs> oh man. Um. Uh, Excellent. There we go. There we go. The gold choker is valued at 50 carls. Oh. The ruby Damn. earrings at 25 carls apiece. And the diadem will fetch 90. They're all nice. very nice pieces. Very nice pieces. Wow, can why are we concerned about this wine? <laughs> can I get uh Mark, can I get that price for them? Yes, you can. Oh, excellent. Wow, that's a cool 190 carls. Hey, uh, Indigo. Indigo comes back, big cloak, just <clears throat> sack of gold in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Fur-lined yeah. cloak, fur-lined boots, like all, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ready for a trek into the mountains. <laughs> Bruno's got his pants, he's got the cuffs rolled all the way up. It's tied with, like, a piece of rope, and sticking out of the rope are his two daggers and the scalpel. Uh, Indigo, pal, yeah. uh, <clears throat> could you, uh, you know, if we're going to do any kind of toss the halfling in the snow material again, as it seems like, Mike, could you maybe, you know, front me for some fuzzy clothes the warm stuff because uh, I don't even have a yeah. shirt at the moment which is fine it's, oh, it's cool uh, it's breezy out here right now it's just I'm afraid I'll uh, I'll split that with everybody what I get from sending the jewels which is 47 carls Ow. Uh, for everybody uh, but Indigo Great. pockets the change which is an extra carl Great. So. Oh, that's very nice. Very kind right. of you. Bruno goes into town with no shirt and his money, most of it in his <laughs> in his cheeks, as is traditional, as is a totally common way that people would carry money to market and purchase his uh, absolute Arctic explorer gear. You know, long long uh, jacket, like huge fuzzy hat, shawl, and is super sweaty by the time he gets back. Excellent. Sorry. Nice. I thought of something else I want to buy, and then I'm done shopping. Sorry to drag everything down with shopping. Indigo wants to buy a gun. A gun. Oh, Excellent. Yes. I want to buy a gun. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Can you even use a gun? Oh, I'm going to learn to teach myself. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that can't go wrong. Long time on that boat. Yeah, we got a while. 
Yeah. Um, Bruno, depending on how how overboard you want to go, you can spend like from one to three carls on 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 warm weather gear. Full three, absolutely. Full three, yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Then you are definitely, yep. You are you are sweating up a storm as you come. (laughs) I feel like this is the kind of trip that requires a specific outfit. Uh. Um. Okay. Sorry, this a gun. A gun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking that up. Does anybody else have anything else that they want to do while you're in here? Um, I grabbed those like sack of like fancy dresses for Marguerite, and I'm just going to exchange those for clothes, like warm other clothes, unless they're worth like a zillion dollars, which I doubt. Um, just so I'm also prepared. Okay. And I. You know, in fact, I get it not having known that Bruno has money. I get it for me and Bruno because I think he's insisting on only wearing. <laughs> so Bruno's going to have an extra pair of, of warm weather clothes. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so uh, at, at, um, as you shop around Indigo, uh, here are your options. You can buy a blunderbuss for eight carls. Uh-huh. Uh, you can buy a firearm, which is a big two-handed long rifle kind of gun, uh, a little more like a musket, uh, for 20 carls. You can buy a Hockland long rifle, known throughout uh, the provinces as the finest uh, uh, sharpshooting weapon uh, capable of, of um, damage at extreme ranges for 100 carls. And you can buy a pistol, Ooh. a more gentlemanly uh, firearm for fifty, and powder and shot for a dozen dozen shot goes for about three carls. Get the expensive one. Get uh, keep keep in mind one. that the blunderbuss is sort of your most common, and it's used by by uh, coachmen throughout the empire uh, because it doesn't really require much skill. In fact, you don't actually roll to hit with a blunderbuss; it just kind of explodes in a cone in front of itself, and then uh. people who are in the spray uh, need to need to save to avoid the damage. Um, yeah, whereas... Indigo for a long time admires the Hawkland long rifle and just really, really looks at it. Uh, but I'm not going to buy that because I don't know how to shoot a gun. So I'm going to yep. buy a blunderbuss and a pistol. Very good. Very good. Fair. And a bunch Fair. of bullets. Excellent. Excellent. Alright. Jeffy will buy five bowls of stew at various taverns and be disappointed by <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all right anything else you spend the day in camperbad um making your purchases preparing yourselves for travel uh by the time you reach back to the boat in the evening renat looks quite antsy and says well where, where are we going exactly what is happening what is the plan? I don't understand. Fair. Renat. Yes. We're gonna go to Danvers. Our business Delvers. is taking us away. Del where Delvers, where whatever the whatever the hell that town is called. Yes. Thank you, Bruno. Up the up yeah. the river Delb then, okay, alright. Yeah. We're going there. Well. Along the way we're gonna try to hawk this wine. Because evidently that place is really good at making wine. Supposedly, yeah. Oh, Nina, sorry, oh, you go oh, ahead. Oh. Tell her all about it. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I found out that um, that place is uh, a big wine producing town, so we should not sell the wine there. Um, Probably they're bored of but, all their local wines, and they'll like this exotic outdoor. Uh, that. So, <laughs> why, why don't I sit down with my book and your map, and we just pick a place along the route that's not known for making wine? <laughs> See? Book saves the day. Again. Um, I'm gonna tell her. Yeah. Hmm? Alright. And that when we get to the place we're going, we are coming back to the boat. So we are going to give you the seabird. We would like you to have it. We would like you to continue your awesome merchandising plan thing, merchant thing that didn't quite work out as a side deal that I was trying to get in on, but it really didn't work out for me. It's not my style. So um, we're going to give you some some money to start your business. What? And you may have the seabird. Yeah, I'm going to give her the money. Just shut up, Bruno. And you can start your business, but you should repaint the boat. You should mm. name it something you that calls to you on a personal level. And uh and thank you for all your great service. But you still need to take us there because we don't have a sailboat. This is very generous, Yefi. I, I am touched in my heart by this yeah. generous offer. And, and I cannot deny it. It has always been my wish. So one last flight of the seabird then to this Delbers. One last flight up the yeah. river. Uh, yeah. Together, together in arms, I will... It will be bittersweet, but yeah. um, how much? You should really focus on giving it a different name. That's pretty important. Yeah, yeah very important. Uh, um, well, I was going to give you. Uh, I was going to give you a hundred carls. Oh, this is excellent! I will, I will refit the seabird, and I shall rename it and re, re, um, <coughs> reinvest in in the first. I, you say, uh, I guess wine. I guess wine is what Delbers is known for, it seems. So we will, I yeah. shall I shall yeah. trade some wine down the river, back into the Reichlands. Excellent. Oh, this is good. Yeah, whatever Just... the opposite of a seabird is, is what you should call it. And maybe hire like three or four really big dudes who aren't afraid to die. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your business is going to do really well, so you should remodel a little bit. Maybe get a bit of crew area, you know, like a cargo area with some of the money. Set up a right nice uh, cargo bay for that wine. You know, yes. maybe get them another sail, different color. <laughs> you know, different mass head. You probably don't need a little fish thing. <laughs> Thank you, Yeffy. She, uh, she, she uh, <laughs> a, a very she uncharacteristically uh, gives Yeffy a big hug. Oh, God. Thank you, Yeffy. Uh, whatever you know one last yeah. flight of the seabird let's get going and she starts barking orders to the to the couple of hired hands who who uh, uh <coughs> who get the sails ready and uh begin to begin the journey um up up the river the river delb towards delbers um actually first first uh first up up the right uh in fact because uh, you're in currently in Kemperbed. so first up the right to altdorf and from there up mm-hmm. to delb mm-hmm. It's just right past that. But but do you? I mean, there's not. I mean, I mean. Just how, right past that. But but to get to the Delbers, you must pass through Altdorf. I mean, that's this is where the right. river goes. 
Yeah, we just don't That's stop. That's fine. Just, you know, we, we just, just don't just stop. We just don't stop. Oh, very well. Yeah. And we're going to wait below deck while we're in Altdorf. Yes. All right. Make sure the wine doesn't slosh around. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. In fact, in fact, maybe I'll make the ship invisible and we'll just. <laughs> look, the last time we came into Altdorf for something invisible, it did not work out. This was the exact cause of like 90% of what just happened. No, the cause of 90% of what just happened was everything that went on in that horrible town and that horrible castle and the chaos stuff and I'm just trying to... Maybe, Don't turn maybe the I ship could... invisible. But it'd be kind of fun, right? Like, it'd be on, like, it would be, be like, fun. Are we gonna fall? Ah. Let, you know, let, let, let's see how much of the cask of wine we've drank by the time we get to Altarf, and we'll play it by <laughs> ear when we get there, yeah. <sighs> Alright. Um, the journey up the Reich past Altdorf and then further up the Delb to Delbers actually is going to take several weeks for yeah. you to make so um so i'm just gonna skim through that we're just gonna say you uh you have a long uh and a, a luxurious journey up up the wow. up the river uh right. renat and her hands certainly know what they're doing um you try to lay low as you pass through altdorf uh you, you stock up um on on uh, supplies in kemperbad and then um, stop at some other smaller towns along the way so that you can breeze past Altdorf. Um, why don't we just go around, and I will, uh, let's see, we'll start here with, um, we'll start with uh, Mina and go clockwise from Bruno, Yeffi, Indigo, and just tell us over the course of several weeks, what's, what's the journey like for you what does what does Mina do in those those weeks of downtime? I'm going to say it takes uh, one, two, three, four weeks for you to get all the way up to Delvers. Damn. Uh, keep in mind, each week wow. uh, you will do some some natural healing. Um, oh my god! Which will be your your level plus your toughness bonus uh, in wounds. Uh, I will Great. do that one. Okay. Um. So that. I think gets me all the way up to full, actually, which is awesome. Is that two weeks or one week? It's each week. Each week you get that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll get that four times in your journey to Delvers. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was low. Um, yes. All right. <laughs> well, it's like uh, for actual... Uh, planning purposes, I think Mina will be studying that book of um, the different geographic locations, like mm. as closely as possible, because Mina does not really know or remember very much about the nobility and who runs what. So the plan is that when they land, she should be able to sort out like who is in control of what and what the political situation is, as much as you can get from a very vague book, like at Excellent. least, you know. What, what that situation is. Yeah. Um, in her free time, um, she will be redlining Bruno's uh, manifesto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think she gets really into it. Um, I don't know how enthusiastic Bruno is about getting like extensive, enthusiastic, completely doesn't understand anything about medicine notes. 
uh, for me to, but they're there. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like, I think, I think a lot of it is um, kind of hovering at the edges and most of the time reading Great. Um, is, is her. I will, um, between, between sessions, Andy, I will send you some high level information about the empire. Cause certainly you get the basic, nice. basic information about geography and uh, political structures, uh, from Ooh, reading exciting. the travelogue. Um, we roll me an intelligence test to see how well you dissect the <laughs> treatise. Oh boy. <laughs> three. A three. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, it is, it is, it is. It is at least good. At least good editing. It is at least an <laughs> attempt to help organize the thoughts. Uh, although no new major revelations are made uh, in the course of studying his 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 text. She's got the spirit. Very good, Bruno. <laughs> uh, I think Bruno's main goal is through uh, sneaking in to read Mina's remaining necromancy and magic books, because I lost all mine, and mm -hmm. a number of uncomfortable and weird conversations. Bruno is going to try to figure out how to resolve Yeffy's uh, lust for blood that he's recently <laughs> come, to, come to discover exists. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Uh, how forthright is Bruno? Uh, are, you, are you trying to keep what you're studying totally secret from the others? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. Um, I will ask for uh, two tests from Bruno, uh, an intelligence test just to figure out the information, and a fellowship test to see how well he keeps it secret, what he's up oh, to. Man. All right, all right. All right, here's the intelligence test. That's a 15. Okay. Okay. Excellent. I'll give you some information. Let's see the fellowship. All right. See. Oh, boy. Ooh. Ow. Much much lower of a bonus on this one, incidentally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That looks like an 8. Yeah, it's an 8. eight. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, Bruno asks some, some very strange probing questions. Uh, <laughs> Mina, you find him a couple of times. Uh, with with those those materials that you've collected as you're as you're coming back to him with his treatise and and, and reviewing notes, he often has one of those books in his lap, uh, and so Mina certainly is well aware of what Bruno is trying to research. And at first, there's a moment of tension where you think, "Oh, geez, what is he attempting to do?" Um, but eventually, you 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 are able to figure out exactly what he's up to, um, which maybe is less concerning than than he's trying to like raise a new slightly undead less rat. concerning now, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> um, uh, excellent. So, um, Bruno, you are able to learn your your basic vampire lore there. Um, the the what you find most concerning is you remember that one night on the barge when uh, you first met Orlock. And he darn near drained all the blood out of Yeffy. You you remember him clamping into her neck, and she her just turning completely pale. Now you do discover that in order to like completely turn her into a vampire, he would have to also force her to drink some of his blood, which you don't remember happening. But okay. you do get the general feeling that by having been so drained herself, 
that uh, that is possibly how vampires create what they call a thrall. And uh, it could be someone who is basically under the sway or influence of him or more easy for him to um, manipulate or hypnotize. And there's definitely some kind of magical um, psychic connection between the two. Interesting. Yeffy, what do you do with your weeks of downtime? Uh, <clears throat> Yeffy is going to read pigs go to the market. Uh, <laughs> she's going to try to start her own little writing. There can be a little story, a series of short stories uh, about cooking halflings. Not cooking halflings, <laughs> but like cooking, <laughs> comma. Important distinction. About you know uh, about stealing stuff, and they go to a castle. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a bioptic, but not really. Um, there's some made up characters and some made up parts that happen in there, and then the other part of her journey, she's going to try to make stew. She's gonna cheap on trying to like make some stuff for people to eat, but then she's still gonna be like, I don't like it. <clears throat> some of it's really good, and she's just like, I hate this. This is not what I asked for. <laughs> um, and she's gonna take some time to understand the stars and stuff and talk to the sailors at night and be like, So, how do you know where the ship's going? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of talk to them a bunch. Yep, uh, sailors are, are happy to to discuss such things. Uh, some of Yuffie's stews are quite good. Others mm. have an odd metallic tang as she yeah. experiments with. <laughs> this one's pretty tasty. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, well, the one with copper shavings was was extra. It was was close. Yeah, you feel it's close. I find if I make the meat a little bit raw, <laughs> yeah. it's really good. Just... Right at the end, put the meat in. Don't even boil it. You know, it's just red. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> excellent. Indigo? Uh, Indigo definitely, like, starts, like, the first few, maybe week or so, very early getting up to to do what he remembers of prayers to Sigmar. He takes him very seriously. But mm-hmm. after a while, it definitely devolves. He gets a little less slack and does a lot of fishing in the morning, a, a lot of sleeping in, a lot of you know extended tea breaks for everybody. Uh, but most of what he does, but in between towns, is he shoots his gun. <laughs> uh, 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 I love tells the idea all that all our various him. studies are punctuated with yeah. loud gunshots <laughs> at all hours of the day and night. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to figure out how it works, I'm sure he's seen someone shoot a blunderbuss before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings the sailors uh, into it if they're interested, has oh, to see who's yeah. the best shot, you know. <laughs> Excellent. But spends a lot of time. He wastes a lot of his bullets uh, just shooting the guns that he bought. (laughs) Yeah, you you definitely you blow through a lot of the powder. Um, You also discover that the blunderbuss really it it it's very easy to use. You find you jam some powder in there. You just shove Mm -hmm. shot, or you found like even just random bits of like chunks of metal or silverware or broken bits of stuff huh. anything you're like oh you can just shove anything in there and it just makes this this cloud of of shrapnel which seems quite deadly and seems like that would uh the sailors are especially like it because they're, they're they they talk about how good it would be to repel borders 
like, oh, this oh. is excellent, right? They're very excited about the blunderbuss. Hmm. Um, whereas the, the, actually shooting the pistol, it seems a little refined for mm. their abilities. But you, you spend a little time <laughs> with the pistol trying to, trying to, trying to, you put a, you know, some bottles on the railing and try to try to pick them yeah. off. Yeah. <clears throat> Excellent. Excellent. There are a couple extra holes in the boat, I assume. <laughs> but yeah. that, that one piece of railing doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Renat, you're going to have to fix that yeah. bit there. Yeah. yeah. All right. You eventually arrive in, in, in Delbers, uh, which is a good-sized town. Um, again, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a free city. Um, it is, um, it, it, pretty large, honestly, like, like on the, on the realm of, of, of a Bogenhofen. Um, it's, um, definitely there's a fair amount of trade that goes on here. Um, you can see, um, interestingly what you discover is that, uh, around the border, um, uh, along the, the, uh, north eastern side getting a little noise does anybody somewhere. hear that okay yeah yeah. 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 yeah yeah it seems to be coming from you andy i'm just gonna i'm gonna pull your volume down a bit while i'm talking um so uh <clears throat> along the northeastern edge of town there seems to be this um uh like a refugee camp or or a sort of shanty town that has built up um and uh and asking around as you as you disembark and like look for a tavern or an inn to stay at and kind of prepare yourself to start asking about like coaching houses or other travel to Middenheim, um, you find that that neighborhood up there to the northeast is referred to by the locals as Little Kislev, and apparently oh. uh, has a large Kislevite population and uh, is generally looked down like like you're warned away from it like that's dangerous don't go to little kislev in the middle of the night you're told uh you know to, you hide your money pouch uh you know under your clothing if you have to walk through little kislev uh there's stories of um uh bodies discovered floating in the delb uh which are attributed to to the goings on in little kislev that's that's what Great. you want to oh man what, what is what is the weather actually like here like is it very cold and snowy yet well it's you, you're north? you're um we are just into volgeheim uh which is kind of uh late summer on the imperial calendar um you're, you're past the summer solstice at this point uh so so the summer is growing old and you're headed north so it is it is starting to cool um it's not like super cold yet you're not like wanting to bust out those uh f all that fur line stuff that you bought but it is definitely cooling look i don't want to say this but do we need to check little kislev for narop no. no no we get in and get no. out because it's full of warp stone well so narop is new to Southern Reichland, right? Because mm -hmm. that that's why it was so big, was that was like the first shipment that we brought with the little dolls, I think, from yeah. Sergei to Franck. Um, that wasn't the first shipment, but all of them had been very small. Like, we, we yeah, would have been I, the first big shipment. I don't think so, it got this for North. Okay. 
Okay. I don't want to go there because what if they've heard of us? <gasps> that seems pretty unlikely, but I guess not impossible. <laughs> what? Let's just um, let's just rent a carriage and get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Okay. Okay. So you avoid okay. you avoid little Kislev, which you're able to do. That's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, not and fun. you 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 ask around. Um, and there are um, certainly plenty of. Um, there, there's there are some coaching houses, so you could you could rent a coach if you wanted to get up to Mindheim. Um, a coach, uh, a coach travel from here to Mindheim is going to cost you uh, four carls a person. Uh, you could you also discover you could if you prefer to just uh, buy your own mounts if you want, or buy a cart or any of that sort of thing if you wanted to. Um, you know, uh, 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 oh. that's, that's, that's going to be much more expensive. Uh, or, or you could just walk. What, what do you want to do? Um, did we sell the wine at some point as we were traveling to anyone who wasn't that, or is the wine like a, a gift or not? <laughs> were there any like small towns we were able to stop off at and just sell the wine? Before we got here, um, I oh, that's a <laughs> well. You certainly you know didn't what? stop in Altdorf, um, so unfortunately, no. Is, no you have not. You not unloaded the wine. The wine is all still in the hold at this point. The thing is that throughout this entire journey with these wonderful people, Indigo and Bruno have pretty much paid for everything most of the time. And I have to be honest, I've looted a lot of stuff. And I haven't bought a whole lot of things other than a fancy dress and some pants for Bruno. Because most of the time you guys are like, no, no, I've got a Yeffy. So why don't I just get the carriage for everybody? It's okay. Oh. I could do that. Well, it's very nice of you. Oh, this is you, four, right? Four girls each? Yeah. 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 How much is that all together? 16. Great 16. That's yeah. a number I can do. I can do that. <laughs> you may have also How forgotten much? that giant chest of gold that a certain person who wants to murder us now gave me. You know, that was also a thing that happened. That we did not split up entirely correctly. Oh. So there's that yeah, whole you thing. Can pay so for I the just. Cart. I I'll get pay for that. the cart. It'll be okay. <sighs> I just feel like, you know, it's been a while and maybe I should use some of this instead of carrying it in my boot because it's really uncomfortable. There's a lot. You should try keeping it in your mouth. That's you know, I keep it in all different parts on my body, honestly, and I also have a small chest on the boat that I will no longer be keeping there, obviously. So, yeah. All right. I could do that. Uh, while we're in Delbers, Paul, uh, Indigo will go around and just, I want to see if there are any, like, 
rumors or any news about people about this like big meet that's happening in Mittenheim. Great, great. Uh, roll me a gossip test. Or fellowship yeah. test plus your gossip ability there. Uh, 19. Ooh. Excellent. Um, I forgot I was very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you're asking about uh, specifically... What that? What the? Um, sorry, I yeah, lost people track. coming through go to Middenheim. Like, if there's any news about that, anyone heard about elector counts coming through or the right. theologians or something so, like that? So, so uh, high people, right? Any any yeah, any yeah, nobility yeah. or 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 et cetera have a moved through exactly. the area recently, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is. Um, <clears throat> There is word that uh, that some uh, some weeks ago uh, that the Grand Theogenist came through town uh, with his retinue. That um, the rumor is that he was headed up um, to. Uh, let me give you the right information here. Uh, <clears throat> that he was headed up to Middenheim uh, specifically to meet with. Um, can find it the uh uh church officials of of um of the cult of ulrich is is allegedly what oh. was happening there um uh, and it's generally believed that uh this is something to do with um the friction that has occurred recently between the sigmarites and the ulrichians that there's uh, a bit of a uh uh, some some bad blood has has recently arisen between them. Um, that uh, that there have been skirmishes between uh, uh, members of, of the two churches uh, around, and that possibly uh, th that that visit has some something to do to try and establish a peace. Interesting. All right. Cool. And the the cult of Ulrich is based in Mindenheim. Do I know that, or what do I know about the cult of Ulrich? Um, yes, the uh, trying to find his title. Uh, <laughs> the the head uh, the head of the cult is based in Mindenheim, indeed. Okay, uh, whose uh, actual name and title I will find for you. Cool. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess that means we're going in the right direction. Cool. <laughs> Any, anything else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got the cards. I got uh, this. This is uh, this is our coach guy. And we got some horses. I don't think that one's a horse. I think that one's actually a mule. But I've been told it's a horse. It looks a little, you know, a little short the legs. It's got a big head. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a freaking mule. But the guy says it's a horse. He just thinks because I'm short, I won't notice the difference between these two animals. But I can tell. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. It's a mule. Anyway, his <laughs> name's Alabaster. It's trying to bite me. And uh, other than that, it's pleasant. Oh, look, patches. Don't forget patches, everybody. <laughs> oh, it's patches. Oh, patches. patches. Come on, patches. We were wow. going to forget you on the boat. Oh, you can what? come along. Come oh, on, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Right, a real patches. dog appeared on camera. I feel like the the, 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 the podcast audience <laughs> might be lost by that Sorry, one. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. So, um, you load up onto the coach, um, which is which is driven by a, a pair of fairly rough-looking uh, uh, empire folk. Uh, who grumble and get to work at uh, at driving the coach? Um, the the four of you are the only passengers, or the four of you plus patches are the only passengers on the coach. Uh, you basically fill it. Uh, there's probably there. You know, you could scrunch six people in the in the coach. You would suppose, but it seems uh, there's not. Uh, the other space hasn't been sold, so you're able to load up your baggage and and hit the road. And the coach begins trundling to the north. Um, did we hand off the ship to Renat? You did. You did. I believe okay. you did, right? Correct? Yeah. Yes. I minus that money. It's Excellent. gone now. Excellent. Renat uh, bids you bids you well. Uh, there is there is uh, some some emotion as you as you bid farewell. Renat Renat uh, <laughs> gives Yeffy another hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll miss you too, Renata. I'm also taking these three bottles of wine. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, my Good friends. Luck. Um, Good luck. Look, look for me when you are in Reichland again. Oh, what's the name of your what? new boat? I shall call it. Uh, hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a name. I don't have a name. Uh, we shall call it the. Um, the I don't have a good name. What do you th- What do you think, Yeffy? What should we call it? Oh, gosh, uh, you could call it uh the. Well, you can't call it the Bruno or the Yeffy or the Indigo or the Mina. That's a bad idea. You, you can't call, call it any of those names. Oh, that's a good perhaps, point. perhaps I call it the yes. Comet. After after the, Ooh, the emblem the of Sigmar, the twin-tailed oh, comet. Yeah. The comet. Yeah. Yeah. A comet. Good. Certainly won't lead back Hopefully to we'll, anyway. Hopefully we'll see I the mean, comet again name. in the future. Uh, it's, you know, it's uh, in Reichland, you know, Sigmar is held in, in high regard. And, uh, and, I do uh, love him. Yes. I'm short, and so if you ever need, if you ever see the, if you ever end up in a, in a town and and the comet uh, is there, it will of course be at your service. Oh, thank you so much, Renat. Good luck. Good luck I can't to wait you to see well. what happens. Hear about the comet success. <laughs> Taking these bottles of wine, though. These yeah. are mine now. Oh, okay, good. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Ooh. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> So and and she begins um, and she has plans to um, actually stay in Delbers for um, a week or two as she has the the ship refitted, um, you know, painted and and uh, retitled and and she's thinking about maybe getting a new masthead for it and um, smart yeah yeah generally generally making it making it nice and, um, 
But you four get onto onto the onto the uh, coach, and you start trundling your way north up the north road uh, into into deeper into Middenheim. And the the land grows more mountainous as you head towards the north, and it becomes uh, the terrain becomes a bit rougher, um, and uh, the weather gets a little colder. A little colder. It is still summer, but definitely you're headed. You're we clearly headed to the north Earth for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you're traveling to the north after a day or two, um, you you come across a small village, and the the coach which you would which you sometimes in the evening uh, will stop at a coaching house or, or a small village if there is one. But generally, you're, you're used to the coach stops at night and you're able to stop at an inn and have a comfortable meal and, uh, and sleep in a bed that night. Um, but this is, this is kind of midday. And so normally a little village like this, it would just blow through. But the coach, uh, the coach uh, comes, to, comes to a halt and you can hear some, some grumbling coming from the coachman up front. For those of you in the interior, the coach itself. Uh, what? Excuse me. Why are we stopped? <laughs> Indigo, you you I'll lean out the window, window to look to yeah. shout at the at the coachman and, and ask why you're stopped. And you can immediately see uh, in the in the center yeah. of this little village, the the road goes right through this little village. It's just you know just a couple buildings on either side of the road, little cluster of buildings. But in the center of the road, um, there is a large post at which is bound a person and there appear to be two oh. groups of people uh two groups of men arguing over uh apparently uh you know you see them frequently gesturing and pointing at the person who's bound to the post um and it seems to be getting quite heated and you notice something interesting about these two groups one of them looks very um they, they're wearing a lot of pelts and you can see one of them has like a big wolf head hood over his over his head and the others, you can see emblems of the hammer and the twin-tailed comets. Oh. And they seem to, they're kind of standing on either side of the road. There's about, they're about 20 feet apart. And they're shouting and they're pointing at the, at the person, the one person who seems to be bound to the post. Do, do we know these guys? Can we skirt right past uh, this? See, Cult of Sigmar. I guess we should go see what's this about. Uh, Indigo. It's definitely Indigo. You notice it's they're definitely they're definitely in the way, right? They're they're yeah. in the middle of the road, and so they're they're yeah. clearly hindering. Uh, and in fact, as you as you lean out the window to take this in, uh, one of the coachmen just kind of leans around uh, from his seat up at the front of the coach and kind of looks at you and just kind of shrugs. Yeah. Uh, Indigo will hop out and approach the the group. Excellent. Uh, which which group do you approach? Uh, I'll just approach the general middle. Okay. Uh, and they're uh, having an argument, and I'll uh, excuse me. What's yeah. so happening as, here? As as you approach, uh, you can you immediately start to hear uh, the gist of the of the argument. You can see one of the one of the men uh, with the the kind of leader of the group with the of the Sigmarites is is shouting and pointing. This 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 woman is a witch, and uh, she has uh, tainted with chaos, and she must be burnt immediately. And 
<laughs> and uh, they, they, this is retorted immediately with, with shouts and howls from the other group. You have no authority here, Sigmarites. This is a good Ulrichian town. There will be a proper trial. You must go away. You must stop immediately. Put away your brands. Do, do we hear this from the coach? Uh, right now, uh, are you like leaning out the window? I guess so. Okay, you can you can hear the words if you are like if you are like actively like peering out to see what's going on. But if you're just sitting in the coach, it's muffled. Um, and certainly, Indigo hears it having having pushed his way out of the coach and walked up. If it's, Mina can hear which, Mina is out. Yeah, <laughs> Mina okay. wants to see so, what's going on. Mina hops out of the coach. That's I've noted that Bruno has was leaning out because I decided to roll for that because I didn't sign in as soon as he hears uh which he also hops out treatise in hand under arm <laughs> <laughs> excellent uh it, it, excuse me hello did we do this not in the middle of the road <laughs> uh, you see uh uh, one of the, um, as you see, the, the, there's about four Sigmarites on your left, um, and you can see one of them's got like uh, a, a, a torch that he's laid on the ground, and he's got like flint and steel in his hands, and you can see now all of the all of the wood that's bundled about the foot of the post where the where the woman is bound. Uh, and she's bound, and she's gagged, and uh, her hair is all wild, and, and and she's she's dirty, and she's got like twigs and 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 stuff sticking out of her hair, uh, she, and she she kind of you know grits her teeth and lets out a, a, an occasional muffled cry, um, but um, but you can see like the this this as you say that the the Sigmarites are like it's already the pyre is already prepared. You stay out of this. You must wait. We will be done here in momentarily. Justice, Sigmar's justice will be done. And as he says that, the 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 Ulrichians kind of press forward, and you can see them gripping at at axes and swords and getting ready, like they're about to rush the Sigmarites. Oh. Uh. Inigo's gonna jump in the middle of them. Oh. Okay. Okay. And he's gonna. Oh. He's gonna turn to the Stigmarites, right? Who he's more familiar with, right? Uh, uh, and he'll say, uh, uh, "Brothers and sisters of Sigmar, surely a, a brawl in the street is not the way to dish out Sigmar's justice." I think probably we can all just calm down and come to an amicable everybody. Uh, roll me a fellowship test, please, Indigo. Uh, Mina, you've jumped out of the out of the wagon as you see this happen, or the uh, coach as you see this happening. Are you are you doing anything? Um, are there any like just people around? People who aren't involved with the cult? There are. Pe- there are. Uh, you can see a variety of villagers on either side of the street, uh, peering from windows or standing in doorways. It definitely seems like they're nervous, and so they're kind of holding back and trying to not get in the way, but very curious about what's uh... going on. If there's anyone who looks approachable, Mina's going to be like, ooh, what'd she do? Mm. Okay, you you, he- you head kind of off to the side near, near a, um, the largest building, which appears to be a tavern. 
and and you ask one of the people, oh, oh, she's a witch. I heard that uh, that she she did foul magics upon one of one of those fellows. And points at the at the group of Sigmarites. Foul magics at the tavern that made him lose at cards. Uh, oh, cursed him. I think I cursed him. I don't know. That's well. My friend over there, I'm going to play that Bruno. Uh, my friend over there is actually an expert on um, identifying cur- cursed people. And, you know, maybe he would be able to, like, you know, uh, uh, look her over. This is, this is being referred to as such as maybe the greatest thing that's ever happened to Bruno in, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, in his the- life filled with troubles. <laughs> The, the villager you're talking to, Mina, just kind of shrugs and is like, if he wants to get in the middle of that, I mean, ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indigo, no, how'd you do on your uh, your fellowship test? Uh, uh, I'm uh, sorry, you, you, you cut out on us just as you were telling oh, me the number. I got a nine. A nine! Okay, very good. Uh, Yefi, where are you right now? I am in the coach drinking some wine. Excellent, excellent. Kind of peering a little bit off the window, but being like, well, I don't want the coach to run away. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. find it interesting that the two people who did any kind of actual chaotic magic are out there now with them. <laughs> Talk about witches. So that's going to be interesting. And I draw a little doodle in my journal. Now we met witch people. <laughs> and Max, where's Bruno right now? I, oh man, uh, hopped out of the the cart behind Mina, and as soon as Mina refers to him as an expert, Bruno like raises his hands and starts walking towards the whole group. Fear not, common people, for Doctor Bruno Finebottom, expert on witchcraft and mutation, is in your midst, and I'm holding holding up the treatise. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. so bruno's bruno's giving that speech holding up the holding up the treatise uh indigo you're kind of in the middle trying to trying to to calm them addressing the sigmarites and as you do so you hear howling and you look back over your shoulder and you can see that the the um five uh Ulrichians are just like frothing and one of them has leaned up his head and let out this horrible howl and they all just pull out weapons and just start rushing towards uh the sigmarites and you in between them um what will what one that? of you roll me I told initiative you please <clears throat> i guess it should be indigo <laughs> yeah indigo. five five okay indigo you see them coming at you just just absolutely like enraged um what do you do do the Sigmarites have weapons? Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, in fact, they look. They you you notice that they're they're fairly well armed and armored. Uh, the Sigmarites. There's four of them. There's less. There's there's five Ulrichians and only four Sigmarites. Um, but the the um, the Sigmarites look a little more um, a little more militaryish. Right? They have some armor. Uh, they have insignia on them. Uh, they look a little more formal. Whereas the Ulrichians look a little more ragged, with lots of patchwork uh, uh, bits uh-huh. of bits of fur and 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 hide and such. Uh, Indigo is going to fight back, but he's not gonna draw his sword. Can I use strike to stun if I don't have a weapon? Like, can I just punch people out? 
You could try, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm just gonna try to cold cock one of these uh, <laughs> these Ulrichians. Great. Give me, give me, a, give as me they an charge attack. at me. Give me an attack. Uh, thirteen. Uh, okay. Yeah, you, you, you slam your fist into the face of one of the one of the charging Ulrichians. You know, jumping, jumping forward, perhaps startling him, getting getting under the reach of his weapon clock him in the jaw and he and he's just stunned and he just goes stumbling back and his head is kind of spinning. Yeffy, what do you do? Oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> okay. I stumble out of the carriage to try to back up and to go. Uh, I'm just gonna... If he's fighting someone, if you're trying to stun somebody and she's gonna just try to trip them from behind. If she can get up there fast enough. I don't know, little dwarf legs. Give me a give me an agility test, Yeffy, since you were all the way in the cart. Let's see how quickly you get out there. Um Oh, that's just a ten. Okay. Yeah. You you um basically you spend the round climbing out and getting into position, but you can see it's it's uh it's definitely quickly turning into a brawl as the as the two groups meet and converge right on where Indigo's standing uh between them. <laughs> And um, and you kind of you, you you try to carefully swing around the outside of the group. Are you targeting uh, the Ulrichians specifically or the Sigmarites? Uh, just whoever Indigo's facing yeah. off against. Yeah, you just you just saw Indigo uh, punch in the jaw one of these guys in the in the wolf pelt looking stuff. So you're guessing that's the group. So you start swinging around them, trying to position yourself those ready to. The, those must be the people that Indigo doesn't like. So I'll yeah. I'll fight that guy. Excellent. Bruno, what are you doing? Yeah. I, I guess I just continue to shout at them, Fear not, for we can solve this through science! <laughs> there is Bruno, no need for violence! Bruno continues to harangue them as they, <laughs> as they collide in, in, in mortal combat. Mina, what are you doing? Uh, Mina's gonna point at the fight and be like, whoa, look at that fight, to try and cover her casting um, invisibility on the woman. <laughs> on the, 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 the random on the villager? who's at the stake. Oh, yeah. on the stake. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Hmm, what is the range of the casting invisibility? Do you have to touch? I actually don't know. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great it. question. Uh, no, you can do it from a distance. Yeah, yeah, okay. 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 Uh, as far as Mina as okay. can tell, this poor woman just was a woman. I'll just warn um, you, there's no such thing really as stealthy casting. Uh, you you, well, you, make, hope... you make strange sigils in the air and you speak words of power. Mm. Yeah, can, but do the best you can. Like, but I will do the best I can. I, but in that case, like, I kind of want to like back up a little bit in the hopes that they're all focused on the extremely mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. fight that's happening in front of me. Very good. Um, so I rolled a four and a one, which is a five. So it did succeed. Mm-hmm. But I do get a downside, which is great. Ideal. Um, Every time with invisibility. Every time. I know. Uh, so hopefully it's, it's not a good sign spell. that says, in fact, it's... I am a witch. Um, <laughs> that is a minor mishap. Okay, great, great. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so great. what happens is 
uh, the, the, two, the two groups converge. Um, the, uh, the Ulrichians and the, the Sigmars clashing heavily. Um, one of the, let's see, one of the Ulrichians was um, stunned by Indigo. Um, another one actually attacks Indigo. Uh, but misses wildly, just swinging a big, broad axe swipe at you, Indigo, and you, you dodge to the side. Uh, the remaining three Ulrichians clash into the uh, Sigmarites. Uh, one of the Sigmarites taking a heavy blow. The three, three of the four Sigmarites come swinging back, uh, but they seem to, they're a little slower pulling out, pulling out hammers um, and, and, uh, and swords in some cases to fight back. But the one Sigmarite who had the, the flint and steel out uh, steps back and he kind of gets, he gets his torch going and he lifts up his torch and he goes, goes to approach to light the pyre under the woman. Um, but just as, it, as, he's, as he's trying to do that, Mina's spell goes off. Uh, there's a shimmer around the woman. The ropes binding her to the um, uh, to the pole actually loosen and drop around her. Uh, and there's a moment where you can see uh, she thrashes around and she just bites down hard onto the onto the gag and just starts shredding it. And as you as she's doing so, you can see that her face contorts and large big fangs grow into her whole body just starts to bulk up and several whipping tentacles come flying out of her back and just as that happens she vanishes from sight <laughs> and that's where we'll end tonight this is such a good spell guys <laughs> it's freaking cursed every time it makes things notably worse <laughs> Chapter oh. two, my friends do it again. <laughs> I love the idea of this group's adventures put through the lens of a children's book. <laughs> it's like one of those chapter books for for like first, second graders. There's like two pages in a chapter. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 reminded of the movie Throw Mama from the Train. Where Danny DeVito, at the end of this whole horrible story of attempted murder, writes a children's book about it. But then, instead of throwing her off the train, we have a picnic. Yeah, that will surely convince him she's not a witch. Perfect. Yeah, that should definitely that yeah. nail that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Excellent. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Next, uh, another exciting uh, escapade of our of our of our escapade, <laughs> brave yeah. adventures. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week on Ten Dead Rats. Good night, everybody. Good night.